Welcome back to another episode of Extra Credit, a weekly podcast from the National Association of Credit Management, where you can expect to hear from different credit professionals each Friday. We'll help you stay informed about the latest in the B2B credit world. My name is Anna Caroline Caruso, an editorial associate here at NACM. Now let's dive into this week's top stories. First, we're taking a look at how credit professionals measure default risk. Martin Zorn is president of the Kamakura Corporation. He says while defaults have actually dropped over the last few years, credit professionals should expect bankruptcies to pick up again sometime soon. Has default risk increased recently? The answer is no. Do I think default risk will increase in the future? The answer is yes. Zorn says it's also time to take a second look at your predictive default risk models and make sure they consider new factors like supply disruptions and historic inflation. You know, there are a lot of different tools that credit managers use to try to measure what the default risk could be, both short term and long term. And from a predictive standpoint, the user of these tools need to know and understand is how their models work to make sure that the models are up to date and the factors that are inputs are accurate ones, especially coming out of COVID. You know, situations like supply chain disruptions, inflation, changes in interest rates, These are things that historically modelers didn't have to worry about, at least for the last 20 to 30 years. So there's a lot of new macroeconomic factors that will impact the output of these models. The Federal Reserve is a perfect example of how sometimes old models can make faulty economic predictions. For the better part of last year, the Federal Reserve kept saying inflation is transitory until it wasn't. And the Federal Reserve has some of the you know, best and brightest economic modelers in the country, and their models were wrong. So if the Federal Reserve can be wrong, I think that credit managers have to think, you know, my models might be wrong as well. So what are the things I ought to be thinking about? You can register for Zorn's webinar, Predictive Default Risk Modeling, on July 18th to learn more. Next, we're taking a look at how less than half of credit departments have a plan in place for training and developing future leaders as part of succession planning. So what happens when there are important credit roles to be filled? Esther Hale is a treasury analyst at Phillips 66 Company. She's having trouble finding someone who would be willing to take over her position one day because international credit can feel intimidating to inexperienced creditors. People rotate through and are not career credit people. Most of the people in our organization are just kind of going right on through. I mean, if you're young in your career and you're looking at something that could have a lot of risk, making those tough decisions can be very difficult because it can be, you know, very damaging to your career if you make the wrong ones. And I think that people are very sensitive to that. So, you know, to find people to kind of who would take over, um, you'd have to find somebody who is a career credit person who understands the nuances of international business and international credit and understands, too, that while there are some big scary things out there, it's really not any more scary than domestic credit. But Hale says there's no reason for anyone to feel intimidated by her position. And in fact, her role in international credit can be fun. We have to take the fear of making a mistake out because the uh, optimum bad debt is not zero. 
if you have no bad debt, then we're leaving a lot of money on the table on riskier deals that we walked away from. And that sometimes it's, it's risk reward. They're not going to come pat us on the back for having a bad debt. But it's, I mean, it's not as career ending as it can seem to be. Also happening this week, the June Credit Managers Index fell for the second consecutive month, dropping to its lowest reading since November at 56.6. The decline reflects changes in consumer buying patterns and persistent inflation. But for now, credit conditions remain somewhat strong. NACM economist Amy Cruz Cutts says, quote, I do still believe we will see a recession start within the next 6 to 12 months as the Fed's policy actions take effect and the full bite of inflation is felt. With the Fed's aggressive monetary tightening, I'll be looking to the CMI to indicate when we are heading into a recession, but the June CMI survey indicates that time is not now. That's all for this week's episode of Extra Credit. We'll be back next Friday, but until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn.